Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire Episode 111. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. And right away, some of you are going, whoa, whoa, Jeff, whoa, your clock is way off or your date is way off. Yes, it is because I'm actually on vacation. So we recorded the week prior. There's the date that we recorded it on. So now you know how the sausage was made. There you go. Um, okay. So, um, man, I'm, I'm really excited that it's October. I turned into a total basic girl <laughs> when I, when it comes to like the fall, I just love, like, I love the fall and here in the Pacific Northwest, it's beautiful. And so like the leaves turn, I got my big shout out to Trader Joe's. I got my, my pumpkin rooibos tea. If you don't know what rooibos is, basically it's like dirt flavored tea, but I absolutely love it. Um, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, it's real. it's got a nice bite to it. So if you haven't go pick up your tin of Trader Joe's pumpkin rooibos tea, pumpkin spice rooibos tea. It's awesome. Um, I'm not a big pumpkin spice latte person though. Honestly, it's like, it's like sugar milk. I'm not a big fan, but whatever. I digress. We're going to get right into this because we got a lot. I feel uh, just like a stirring in my spirit. I'm, I'm really excited. And Kelsey has some great stuff to share with us. So for those of you who don't know, um, my guest today, she is a fa- the founder of Gathering Bride Ministries. She's also the co-host of Elijah Streams when Steve can't be there. And she does an amazing job. Uh, she is also, guys, she is the host of Torch Carriers on its Supernatural Network. And you guys should check it out. We'll make sure to put that in the description uh, so you guys can watch that because she's amazing. Kelsey is amazing. Is she not? And we just love what God is doing through her and through her ministry and all that good stuff. So without any further ado, let's give it up for my guest today, Sally O'Malley. Hey, you. <laughs> You're killing me, Small. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, wrong. Sally O'Malley. Sorry. Sorry, it's Kelsey O'Malley. My bad. Okay, if you ever change it to Sally O'Malley, we're, we have beef. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I'm so prophetic. I can't okay. help it. <laughs> I, in my defense, that was totally my sister that did that. So oh, I didn't tell her to do it. Oh, Jen, love so you. You've got a okay, beef I have to, I have to say this, Jeff. I still haven't found your cat in the intro. Oh, well, 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 I'm not going to say where it is. I, I'm not going to say it's, she's in two locations. Oh my gosh. I, I must be someone in the comments. Go ahead and tell me where the cats are. Yeah. Because I, where is Lulu? Them. It's like, where's Waldo, but it's where's Lulu. Yeah. Oh, Lulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So, okay. Kelsey. Um, why don't you take a second and we'll talk a little bit more afterwards, but we haven't got a chance to talk about your show torch carriers. And I wanted to get you to kind of expound on that a little bit. Tell the people. Okay. So this show is, is hilarious actually, because this was totally, I had no idea this whole thing was coming um, with ISN. I went on as a guest on someone else's ISN show and why I was filming with them. So we were talking, um, I was just kind of sharing my testimony and why I'm sharing my testimony. I guess Sid Roth was in the studio that day. And so he was walking by 
the room, the um, room where they record everything. And so he heard me on with the um, show I was on. And he's like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that girl? Because, you know, I'm literally a nobody. So Sid Roth has no idea who I am. Yeah. And so he ends up telling, um, you know, his staff, he's like, hey, I want to do an interview with this girl. I want to meet this girl and hear, you know, her testimony. I hear the spirit of the Lord through her. So Mm -hmm. that was so cool. So I went to ISN, going to be a guest on someone else's show, having no idea that the Lord had this whole plan (laughs) that he didn't tell me about. So he probably would have known that it would have overwhelmed me. So God didn't really show me. But so anyways, I met with Sid Roth, talked to him on the phone. He kind of interviewed me and said, hey, can you come tomorrow and do a social media interview with me? And I was like, Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. You know, when Sid (laughs) Roth asks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the next day I got there and we just, um, I shared my testimony with him and we did a social media interview. And as soon as we're done filming, he looks at me and says, you know, I, I never do this, but I want to offer you your own show on ISN. Wow. And I was like, well, I have to, I have to pray about it, Sid. And he was like, are you, sh-? you know, he's so funny. If you got, if, if you ever met Sid, Sid Roth is, is the sweetest man. And he is, he's going to say exactly what he is thinking. And he's very led by the spirit. So if the Holy Spirit's telling him something right away, he wants to implement it. Like right away, he wants to do it. And so he was like, yeah. well, I Sounds don't know like if Steve. <laughs> Sounds like Steve. Sounds like Steve, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they have something in common, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's amazing because he's like, well, I don't know if, if you want to, are you sure you, you know, this is a huge opportunity. And he was trying to sell it to me, which I, I love Sid. And I was like, well, Sid, I still have to, I have to ask the Lord. And so driving home, you guys, from that was like, have you ever had the Lord blow your mind to where you're in so much wonder and awe of how he just did what he did that you can't talk. Oh yeah. I could, I'm telling you, Jeff, most people would think I got on the phone with my mom. I called my, I told everybody in the world, Oh my gosh, I, I could not speak when I was driving home. I was in so much awe at what God was doing for me and how in the door that God was opening for me that I had no idea was coming. I mean, I, I got home. It was like a three and a half hour drive from Charlotte to Raleigh. And I mean, I could barely even speak to my husband. I was so overwhelmed. I have you ever, I, I don't know if you do, this happens to you, but when I get in those moments though, my faith is so high that I almost see other things that are going to happen down the line. And I don't dare say them to people. Like there's certain right. things that I feel like God, God gave, he was showing me in that moment when I'm just so in awe of who he is and my faith is so high. It's almost like the veil gets a lot thinner and I can see more clearly what God is doing in my life. Um, and it's not always the case, but there've been a couple of moments where I'm like, yeah, like I can see things that are definitely are not happening. Don't even, if I were to look in the physical, there's no way it could happen right now, yes. you know? So yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you didn't tell 
How long, how long did, did it take for you to tell your husband? So I got home and I was like, it was evening time because I had been there during the day shooting and filming. So mm -hmm. I kind of got home and I just was like, I'm really tired and I'll, I, I want to talk to you, but I, I can't, I'll tell you tomorrow. And my husband is sent very sensitive to me and cause he's my best friend. He's known we've been married 10 years. Yeah. So he knew like something's up, but I'm not going to pry into what it is. Like, so he just, I went to bed and the next day, I mean, I was talking to the Lord about, you know how you talk to the Lord about it within yourself. And I was just telling the Lord, cause honestly, what I felt was God, I'm, I can't do this. It's 14 shows. Like I can't do this, Lord. I don't have 14 shows of material and I just, I can't do this. And I kept telling the Lord because I knew what was going to happen once this type of door opened. I knew that it, it just is what God, I knew it's what God wanted because it was the Lord. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, was I ready for that? You know? And so I was almost like, no, Lord, I love, because I've been hidden for so long. And I'm like, no, Lord, I love just being with you. Like, I just want to be with you. And I still say that every day, like, Lord, I just want to be with you. And I, I don't have 14 shows and I can't do it. And I hold, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, you're not going to do it. I'm doing it through you. And I need you to do it. Hmm. You're the one I chose to do it. I need you to say yes. And I will do it through you. And because the sweetness of Jesus captivates my heart, anytime Jesus asks me to do something, my answer is always automatically yes, because he's the most beautiful, amazing person ever. And once you know him and see him, you're forever wrecked in your heart hmm. with a yes. Yeah. I mean, forever. You're, yeah. you're forever a yes man once the Lord talks to you, because you cannot resist the love, the all-encompassing love of who Jesus Christ is. And so the second the Holy Spirit said to me, I, I need you to do this and I'll do it through you right away. I didn't have any shows. I felt like I was so unqualified. Yeah, the I, imposter I syndrome kicks in. <laughs> like, seriously. And I was yeah. like, Lord. But the second he said that to me, I surrendered and said yes. And so the next day I called Sid and I let him know that you know, I will come and I will do it. And the date was not very far from there. And you know what? The Lord was so faithful that he downloaded to me those 14 shows revealing his heart. So when you watch those shows on ISN, when you watch Torch Carriers, that the downloads that the Lord gave me and what he told me to do, that is this, that is fully the spirit of God. Mm. I mean, I fully surrendered and said, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Mm, I, I cannot great. do this. And he, I mean, every single show, the spirit of the Lord was so strong on me. Like I, I've had the Lord come on me before strong, but every single, it was totally the Lord speaking through me. And even Jeff, it's funny because sometimes I'll catch some of the shows because I always don't have time to watch them because, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I, I have a lot of stuff I'm doing. So, right. but if I do catch the show, 
I, I listen to it and I, I promise you that the words I'm saying, I don't even remember saying those and they're phrases that I've never said in my whole life wow. since or before. Yeah. That's cool. And, that. and so that's the supernatural way of how God opened that. And, you know, he, and this is the other thing I want to encourage you guys with is I had no idea any of that was coming. Hmm. I didn't. I don't love God with expectation that he'll open a door for me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't pour my heart out to God and serve Jesus Christ because I'm expecting a show or a promotion. I, I did, I did not expect that from God. Mm -hmm. I just want to love him and be with him. And you know, it's with, with stuff like this, when stuff like this starts to happen in your life and God starts to open these doors for you, you're going to be in so much wonder and awe because it's nothing you could have done. Mm -hmm. And it's the Lord. And the Bible even says in due season, the Lord will lift you in due season. And so for those of you who feel hidden, like, Lord, when is my time? Or I I know that Lord, I'm called for something more than this. Lord, I know you have a destiny on my life. I promise you that in due season, which you don't always know the due season, the Lord will lift you and will help you get to the destiny that you have. Yeah. No matter if you've backslidden in the past, no matter, no matter what the situation is, God is the one who will lead you where he has you. And he is so faithful to do that. And you'll know when it's your time because all of a sudden supernatural things just start happening. And even in workplace and stuff like that, you'll see God start to bring you to jobs that you never felt qualified for. Or it's just amazing that, you know, when we love him and we seek first the kingdom of God, all these things are added unto us and it blows our minds. I mean, people say to me all the time, how did you get on Sid Roth and how, how do you co-host the Elijah streams. I'm like, your guess is as good as right, mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I just think that those types of opportunities, I think if you hadn't, I think I remember when we saw your interview that you were talking about with Sid Roth, where that first interview, because I, um, Steve saw you and he was like, we got to get, we got to get this we got to get Kelsey on our show. And, and I remember I watched it to try and if I can, I try to research as much as I can to get familiar with guests. Um, and, uh, and I remember even I got like totally slain in the spirit during that interview, which was crazy, but it's cool to see how, like, it wasn't just Sid Roth, you know, it was like your obedience to that whole thing was opened doors for other opportunities as well, you know, yes. and here we are, you know, so yes. I just think that's so, so cool. Cause there's no, like, we should never get so locked in on one thing that God is trying to do. Like for me in my life, it's always been like crazy multifaceted and sometimes, yeah, it could be one thing that God is doing, but it could be like five other things all at once that were triggered by one yes to one thing, you know? Yes. So cool. And all that you sow in secret, all of your life, giving your life to the Lord and Mm -hmm. ministering when no one sees you, 
you know, you don't have a platform, you don't have a microphone, you you don't have your camera phone out recording everything you do. You know, you just love and serve God and are obedient to him every single day. The Lord sees everything you do in secret. I mean, the Lord sees everything and you will reap from what you're doing. And the Lord is the one who will speak to different people to open the doors for you. The Lord is the one who will give you the promotion. You don't have to promote yourself. I mean, I can tell you my own personal testimony. I never, and I, I never want to for my entire life. I never want to have to promote myself. Hmm. I want the spirit of the living God to go talk to Steve Schultz, to talk to Jeff, to talk to Sid. I want the spirit to tell them, hey, get that girl on. I don't want to have to sell myself. I think the Lord can sell us way better than we can. Mm -hmm. And it'll be lasting and you'll have fruit that will last when you wait for the Lord to do it. Yeah. And I think too, not measuring your success by some worldly standard too is really important because you could look at I don't know, say you start a YouTube channel and you're like, oh, this is because God called me to do this. I'm going to get millions of views. I'm going to get odds are really high. You're not going to. It happens. I've seen it happen, but we shouldn't measure our success by that. Like, yes, be content with what God has presented in front of you. And yes, there will be times where God will say, Kelsey, I want you to work on this and I want you to, I want you to focus on posting in this specific way on this specific platform that can happen right yeah and whatever god decides to do in that is awesome but i'm and and as i get older i'm becoming more this way is like being so much more content with the process because that's the refinement like that's that's where that's where you become rather than going oh but but god you showed me that it was going to be like this big and i was going to do this thing and 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 god's like well you're not there yet like you need to work on what I have in front of you now in order for that thing to even be done in the right way without it consuming you. And I think that's the big thing because if we push beyond where God has us in any given time, we can actually become so consumed by something that it can ruin us. Like if you're not ready to stand up under the weight of something and shoulder something, like I don't want that. Like I, if you build it, This is what I've learned to you guys. If you build it out of your own strength, you have to then continue in your own strength Mm -hmm. to keep going. So if you, if you build some type, let's say you're doing social media and you you're coming on every day and saying, I'm going to give a word of the Lord every day. And you're doing that in your own strength. And then pretty soon you're going to tire, but Then you're thinking, here's the dilemma. Oh no, well, if I stop going on, I'm going to lose all my followers. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep going because if I, if I stop, then people won't follow me anymore and I won't be in the limelight anymore. I won't have a big YouTube page anymore. And I can just tell you that that's not how the Lord works. The Lord will sustain you and the Lord will give you when the messages are downloaded from God then go on and share it, but don't feel pressure to have to perform or have to do a certain thing because certain people expect that from you. Yeah. 
let the Lord be your number one audience. Mm-hmm. Let him be the one that you're looking to let, let him be the one. So I just, I see that a lot with millennials and I see that a lot with young ministers as I see this building their own thing that they then have to sustain. And I, the Lord's given me a real strong gift of discernment. And so when I see them, I can see that it's so heavy. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. I see it on them. It's so heavy. And I, I feel for them because I know what it's like to do media. And we, you know, Jeff, too. I mean, the warfare that comes with it. And I feel for them. But at the same time, the Lord's going to teach them through that, that in your own strength, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. You have to be attached to the vine and you have to be led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you right. know, the Lord started speaking to me today. I was telling you about giving, giving words for ministers in this time. And mm-hmm. the Lord started saying this year, I want to do something different with ministers. And he started saying, you're going to see um, a, a call for impartation like you haven't seen before within the fivefold. And so you're going to see um, time for impartation and you're going to see equipping and sending people out. So where ministers maybe felt like they needed to hold what God gave them, because if they give it to everybody, then they're not as needed. Um, the Lord is not wanting you to do that. The Lord is wanting you to impart what he's given you to others. The Lord's wanting you to equip the saints and send them out and also include them in the time of ministry. Hmm. So if, if we're not activating people, then they, they don't know what, what to do. And so we have to equip them, activate them and pour into them. Paul said, if I leave this life now, I have a clean conscience because I told you and gave you everything I knew. He was telling the church, I, I gave you everything. Every revelation I received, I gave to you. My impartation, I gave to you. I can leave with a clean conscience because I held nothing back. And I think for ministers, it's not a time to hold back revelation. It's not a time to hold back um, so you can be the only one with the microphone. It's time mm-hmm. for small groups to start to emerge. It's time for ministers to link up with other ministers. Um, and you're going to see kind of odd combinations come together. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Lord um, said, open doors will come for those who open doors for others. Yeah, that's good. So new open doors will come to you as you're obedient as a minister to hear the, go- to hear the Lord and open the door for someone else. Because there's been so many people that have been hidden away in the cleft of the rock, like Moses, they've been hidden away. They've been sheltered under the wings of God. They've been in the secret place and God is ready to open the door, but without obedience from people who have the platforms, he, he uses his body that way. Mm -hmm. So for ministers, I just want to encourage you be so sensitive to the Lord. When you, when you hear the Lord say a name or give you a face, or when you sense the anointing on someone, remember when Paul met Timothy, he said he sensed the anointing on him. He sensed the grace on his life. That's what the Bible says, that he saw the grace of God on his life. 
and his mom and his grandma had faithfully served the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so for ministers, I want to encourage you that when you see that grace on other people, begin to open the door for them. Don't ask them for all their credentials, how many churches they've ministered at, you know, how big their platform is, what their influence is. Don't worry about that because God's going to start to build the kingdom with the ones who are hidden away, who've been graced for this hour. And if you've not been graced for this hour, there's not much oil that's going to be on you. And we want the ones who are full of oil to come and share what the Lord's been um, showing them. We don't want the old. We want the new. We want the fresh. And I don't care if it's someone who I've never seen in my entire life. You know, I, if they're speaking the word of the Lord, my spirit man knows it because I bear witness with it. Yep. And I'm like, yes. That's what God's been saying to me. Amen. And your spirit bears witness, but you need the people that have been hidden away from God. So if you're in the fivefold or if you're a small group leader, I want to encourage you to be so sensitive um, now for impartation, for equipping and for lifting up those that carry the grace on their life. Um, so I said, I see the blessing of the Lord on those willing to give a platform to those who have no influence yet. Uh, does not the spirit determine who to use and not the likes of social media? You will see many new faces emerge during this time. So God wants ministries to link hands and hearts for the purposes, letting go of jealousy and competition. The anointing is honored and we grow in it. Hmm. So when it's your time, the Lord will grow you up in the anointing and will release you. But until that time, let others step forward. You know, God will test you in that. God's tested me in that so many times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm tell right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. been so many times where I find say I find myself saying to myself, Oh, well, I, I could I have the word of the Lord right now. They just give me the microphone. And I hear this Holy Spirit say to me, no, this is not, this is not time for you. I mm. didn't call you to speak at this. You sit down and be quiet because it wasn't my turn, you guys. So we all have a turn, but we have to be sensitive to the spirit of whose turn it is for what time and what season. And so as you sit under people who've walked closely with God, you learn from them and you grow in it. And at the right time, the Lord will lift you up and release you and, and will show you the community you're supposed to be with, the people you're supposed to be with. He'll, he'll lead you and guide you in this time. And I also got a word for the body. So the Lord said, the bride's cry will be no compromise. And the Lord said, I'm giving a sledgehammer that holds like a scepter to smash idols and the body is being given this because it's time for no compromise. Hmm. It's time for holiness and purity, repentance, righteousness, which is right living before God. And it's time to smash the other lovers that have taken your attention away from the Lord. It's time to receive the scepter of the Lord. And it's time to stand strong with no compromise when we're, we're in a world full of compromise every single day. But God is giving a grace to the body to stand up against idolatry, which is other lovers before Christ. And even as I was driving today, 
you know, it seems like everywhere I go, the light turns green, but people don't move. The cars don't move. And, and, and you know, it's frustrating doing, when you right? have to be somewhere. <laughs> they're on their phone. Yeah. So they, they literally cannot see that the light is green because they're distracted. So their focus, their eyes, they're, they're focused instead of on the green light, which is go, they're focused on something else that's distracting them mm -hmm. from the mission they're supposed to be doing, which it is could driving. be other people's lives that they're distracted by. Yeah. So the light turns green. People don't go because they're distracted. And the Lord spoke to me in that and said, I'm turning the lights green, but they're not seeing it wow. because they're distracted. Mm. So the light is green for the body of Christ to go. But because our eyes are focused on something else, whatever that's, that is for you, you you're going to know by the spirit what that is for you. The Holy Spirit is the best. Um, he does the best job at letting us know what's in our hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to pray like David, Lord, search my heart, see all my anxious cares, lead me in the way that's everlasting. You know, so when the light is green for the church, which the light is green for the church, we have to stop being distracted by all the other things mm -hmm. and just keep our eyes upward. Because even with the green lights, you look up, you see the green light and you go. And so what you focus on is what you magnify in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you are only focused on um, negative things, oh no, the food shortages, every, the banks, the, you know, because the news is constantly giving um, bad stuff all the time you know, and a lot of it is true. We we will have a food shortage, you know, we will, yeah, a lot of that is true. And, and the Lord will lead you in how to be smart with that stuff. Mm -hmm. But when God gives you a green light and you're focused on all the distractions, you're not going to go because you're too scared and too fearful to step forward. Yeah. Well, and add to that, your faith is more in, you have more faith for the bad news than for the good things that God has for you. Yeah. And so when God presents something, I've seen this. People are presented with amazing opportunities and they go, no, there's no way. There's no way that could happen. And they let the opportunity pass them by. I'm like, God, like God literally just gave you the thing that you've been praying for for years, but you're so focused on what can't be done that you miss. Like your faith is more for the things that can't be done or the negative and not for the positive and the things of God. Yes, that's so true. And we have to be aware, like the Lord, the Lord is doing something very unique and special in our generation and in right now. Mm -hmm. There's something so special that the Lord is wanting to do. And he's wanting us to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. He's wanting us to go move forward with me. He's wanting all the snares of the devil to be removed out of your life. And when there's no more snares, guess what? You can go up. You can go up. If there's snares and hooks in you, you can't go up. Right. But when you go up to be with the Lord, that stuff gets removed. And so God is wanting to spend time with us. He's wanting to be intimate with us. He's wanting deeper relationship with us. That's why you're hearing so many people. I mean, every ministry is teaching on that, that if you don't know the Lord intimately, you know, it's going to be really hard for you to get through what's coming upon the earth. 
Because without a revelation of seeing Christ, you're going to be be blinded by the enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at Stephen. Let's look at Stephen in scripture. It's in Acts 6 and 7. Remember when Stephen uh, stood up to the Sanhedrin and he no. was like, telling them the whole story of Moses and the people wandering in the day. He's given them a whole Bible lesson, right? The the scholars of the scripture, he's giving them a Bible lesson. It's like if I walked into a, uh, a Christian theological, you know, seminar and started talking to them, Uh they'd be like, who is this girl? (laughs) So Stephen gets up, he's full of the Holy Spirit. So that's the first key I want you to understand about overcoming the the end times is Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit and he was also full of the word. How do I know that? Because he's telling the whole history of the Old Testament to the Sanhedrin. And then he says at the end, after he shares, he says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. So he's telling them, you you always resist the Holy Spirit. And he goes off on them saying, you don't, you killed the Messiah and you didn't see him. You didn't recognize him when he was here. And we know what happened is they got so angry that they started to cover their ears and scream. And, and that's a, that's one thing that the demonic presence loves to do. They'll cover. Is it act like toddlers? Yeah, they, they'll cover. So have you ever been talking to someone about the Lord and they've covered their ears? Have you guys ever experienced that? Yeah, I don't think I have actually. Like they, they don't want to hear it. Mm. And, and that's always like the enemies wanting to cover the ears because Jesus said, those who have a, an ear, let them hear what the spirit saying to the churches. So the enemy wants to cover your ears. So mm. that's exactly what they did. Wow. They covered their ears and they screamed and yelled. And they ended up stoning Stephen to death. Mm -hmm. And why Stephen was being stoned, in the boldness of the Holy Spirit, he calls them out. He tells them, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Now, any man not under the unction of the Holy Ghost could never do that. No. Sorry. Without the unction of the Holy Spirit, he would have never had the courage to say what he did. And so as they're picking up rocks to stone him, we know that Stephen looks up to heaven and he says, the Bible says his face glowed like an angel. And he said to the Lord, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He said, I see the son of God stand up at the right hand of God. So Stephen saw an open heaven, his face shined with the glory of God. And he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And thank God, you guys, he prayed that prayer because guess who was holding all the coats of all the people who were throwing the rocks? Saul. That's right. Boom, boom, Saul. So imagine if Stephen had not prayed that prayer of forgiveness for Saul. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, think about that. Yeah. So there's so much in that teaching just alone. But Mm -hmm. when, when you encounter the living God and you encounter Jesus Christ and he is real to you by revelation, he's real to you. The word is alive to you. When you read the Bible, you guys, you cry under conviction. Your heart melts within you because of the beauty of Jesus. The word is alive 
and living. And we know Stephen studied it. The Bible also says he was full of the Holy Spirit and he was doing signs and wonders and he wasn't an apostle. He was just a disciple of an apostle. And so when you catch a revelation of who Jesus Christ is, that's your number one thing for being full of the Holy Spirit to overcome the days that are coming upon the earth. We need the spirit of the living God. We need a revelation of Jesus Christ. When Saul got converted and saw the brightness of of Jesus on the road um, to Damascus, fell off his his, uh, horse. He saw the Lord and then he, you know, spends three days. He's blind. We, we know the story. Well, whenever Paul was preaching, he always says, this is the revelation that Jesus has given me. What Jesus has given me and revealed to me, I give to you. We know that Paul was preaching for years and years and years and then finally went up to Jerusalem and met with Peter and the other apostles and said, is what I'm teaching right? He, he had to ask them, is, is what I'm teaching right? Because they had been with the Lord. Peter and John, they walked with God. Paul didn't walk with God. He was converted. But through revelation of seeing Jesus, the gospel was downloaded to Paul. And he shared it with all the Gentiles. I mean, it's all the books he wrote. It's amazing his life and his walk with God. Mm-hmm. That was all through revelation. He didn't have the privilege of following Jesus for three and a half years, but he did have the revelation. And how did Paul overcome prison? How did Paul overcome being bitten by a snake, shipwrecked, stoned to death, chased out of towns, lowered in baskets, persecuted? I mean, how could he over, think about, put yourself for a second, when you read the Bible, actually think, what if that happened to me? What if that happened to me? What would I do? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think I would turn around, come home, turn my TV on and go, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'll kick my feet up, order some, you know, food and be like, Lord, this too much for me. Get someone else. I mean, he didn't do that. He persevered and persevered. How could a man with flesh and a soul how could you endure that? How could you do that? He was full of revelation, full of the Holy Spirit, and he had seen the Lord, you guys. When you see Jesus Christ and you know him intimately, like I said at the beginning, you're wrecked forever with a yes. You're wrecked forever because you can't look at him in the eyes that feel like they're miles deep and miles wide. His eyes are living. Like when I look at your eyes or someone else's eyes, the eyes are the window to the soul. So a mm-hmm. lot of times when I look at eyes, I can I can see into you when I look at you, but it's not like when I look at Jesus. It's a never-ending well of I mean it's love, of perfect love. I mean, you can't look at a human like the way Jesus looks at you. His eyes are incredible. And when they saw this, And that is what changed them. And they were full of this Holy Spirit, full of the spirit of the living God. And so when they went through trials and persecution, Jesus Christ himself says in the Beatitudes, he said, blessed are the persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How can he say that? Blessed are the persecuted. We see in 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 our church, we think persecution is the worst thing that could ever happen to us when 
you guys, when I read social media comments that are mean, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so persecuted, you know, but then we, we read the book of Acts and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Like we're so privileged in, in how we live and, you know, how we don't really have persecution. We're starting to see some of it now with people getting canceled and mm-hmm. they're trying to shut the mouths of people who are speaking the truth. We're definitely seeing it kick up. But how can people get through that? They have to do it being full of the spirit and full of courage and full of boldness. And so Jesus seeing him and knowing him is what will get you through hard times Mm -hmm. because he, he is what we're running after. He's the hope of our calling. You guys, he is the hope. His second coming is the hope of our calling eternity him it's him he is what we're running after he is the goal there is no other goal for me besides seeing christ that is my goal that's what's my end game what's my trophy what's it's jesus it's knowing him it's him knowing me the bible says when we see him we'll be like him And we'll know him as he knows us. There will be a day where we will know Jesus Christ so intimately, just like we're known by him. Hmm. Every thought, think about how God knows you. He knows every thought. The Bible says before you even think it, God knows every thought before you think it. He knows every hair on your head. He knit you into your mother's womb. He wrote a book about you before you were even born with every single day, every path, every moment, every mistake. He already knows the mistakes, and yet he wrote that there would be a way out of that mistake for you. Every mistake he knows, but then he writes underneath it a way out for you because there's always a way out with him. Mm -hmm. And so this is how he knows us. So imagine knowing Jesus that intimately, that we can know his thoughts, we can know his heart, we can know his ways, and in a measure we can through the word. Because whenever Jesus speaks, that's who he is. And so we can know him intimately, but there's so much deeper Mm -hmm. realms that we can know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you guys that if, if there hasn't been a revelation of who Jesus is, and I'm not talking about seeing him like manifest right in front of you. Remember doubting Thomas when he's like, well, I'm not going to believe that Jesus was here unless I touch his side and I touch the holes in his wrists. Remember he was saying that. And Jesus said, blessed, excuse me, more blessed are those who don't see me and believe. More blessed are those who don't see me and believe. So this is not about seeing him. This is about having faith in who he says he is. This is about receiving him by faith. Every word that's in the Bible, you believe it by faith. And you get to know him. You spend time with him. You talk to him. The intimate details of your heart you share with him. And then you ask him, what's on your heart, Lord? Lord, what's important to you? You know, we want to know him like that. Mm -hmm. Lord, what matters to you? And then you start reading the Beatitudes and you start reading what Jesus says and how, how he talks about anger. 
and how he talks about adultery and how he talks mm-hmm. about loving your neighbors as you yeah. love yourself. How he says, he talks about your enemies. He says, do something nice for your enemies. Win them over. He said, pray for your enemies. This is who Jesus is. And then we see Jesus in Revelation where he's speaking to the seven churches, you guys. And he's not holding back. I mean, he is he is speaking to them because he loves them. So he's the Bible says God disciplines those he loves. So by reading the scripture in its entirety, we get to see all the different and beautiful, wonderful sides of Jesus. So we can be totally in love with him and sit at his feet like Mary did and lay on his chest like John did. But we can also fall at his feet as, a, as if we were a dead man because of the fire in his eyes and the power of his spoken word and who he is. He's the only one worthy to open the scroll. I mean, the, this is the multifaceted um, diamond of who Jesus is. And we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which washes us clean. So the devil can't get us with his snares because we're acquitted. We're, we're washed clean. We're not guilty. Mm-hmm. So by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, our testimony is our walk with God, is our trust in God, our rest in God, our faith in God. This is how we overcome. Mm. I know you want to say something, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm, this is great. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when he, when he told me about the scepter, you guys, um, you know, that's in when he writes to the, thir- the church in Thyatira. And I'm just going to read, I'm going to read that to you guys real quick. So if you have your Bibles, go to Revelation 2. It starts in verse 18 and it says, To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. So right away, the very first sentence in that, and Jesus writing to the church, what does he do? He reveals himself. That's the first thing he writes is revealing who he is, the power and the majesty of who he is. And that's what he wants to do to the church. Constantly reveal himself, constantly reveal himself. And after you've caught a revelation of who Jesus is, you're held accountable, you guys, for that revelation. So every time the Lord comes to encounter me, or I have a dream or a vision or an experience with Jesus Christ, or he speaks to me from his holy word, and I catch revelation of the word. Not that I'm just reading it, guys, but it becomes real to me. When the word becomes real to you, you're now responsible for that word. So if the Lord quickens um, any type of scripture to you where it's, it is so real to you, it's mm-hmm. like you can eat it for an hour and just eat it and let it sit within you and sit within you. You're responsible now for that. And so Jesus comes to the church and he reveals himself right away. His eyes like fire. This is in his glorified state and his feet are like burnished bronze. So he wants the church to see him in his glory. I know your deeds, your love and your faith, your service, your perseverance, and that you're doing more than you did at first. So this all sounds wonderful. If you went to church and you said, I, I do deeds for God, I love, I have faith, I do service, I have perseverance, I'm doing more than I did at first. 
boy, you would think that like you get a gold star. Right. Yeah. Pat on like, the back. You would get go. a clap, you know, yeah. but you but but nevertheless, I have this against you. So Jesus looks at every part of our life, you guys. He doesn't just take the good things and go, well, Jeff, you know what? You're ministering. You're on here doing Elijah fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're praying for people. They're getting healed. But, you know, secretly, not that this is you, Jeff. I'm just Mm -hmm. using as an example. Secretly in your character and your nature is you're, you're cursing people out and you're watching um, horror movies with murder and all these other things mm-hmm. like God's just going to ignore that because you, you have a platform and you see people mm-hmm. heal. Yeah. No, no. Nope. God does not ignore the character flaws and the secret sins that we have in our life. God does not ignore the idols, the mm-hmm. distractions, what we've given ourselves to God's not ignoring that because you you're, you're on your prayer team at church. Mm-hmm. God sees everything, everything yeah. we do, God sees it. And so he's saying to the third church at Thyatira, you tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality mm-hmm. and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. So she leads them into sexual immorality. Now, I can tell you there's absolutely 100% right now, you guys, church is saying it's okay if you're sleeping around and you're not married. It's, well, you know, it's okay because one day, you know, you'll you'll meet your spouse and it's okay to go out and party and get drunk as long as you come to church Sunday morning. So you're showing God that you, you want to seek him. There's churches right now no. okaying sin left and right. And right and left. I just, yeah. A friend of mine, she went to a college group and she said that exact same thing where she was like, I was completely blown away because there are people that, that, that were leaders within this college group and they were very involved in the church. And yet privately they were boasting about how many people they just slept with and all this stuff. And I'm like, at church? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I... (laughs) And these are like leaders within your church. And she's like, yes. Uh, so yes. it's very real. It's it's shocking to me, the stories that I've heard, um, even the use of alcohol and um, dirty jokes. And like you said, um, you know, adultery and there's mm-hmm. things happening. And listen, the Lord's saying to them, you're tolerating that that woman, Jezebel. And so he goes on to say, I've given her time to repent of him, her immorality, but she's unwilling. So the Lord's always giving time and time again, where the Holy Spirit, what does he mean by I've given time for her to repent? This is what he means. The Holy Spirit has come and convicted the hearts and they're refusing to repent. Anyone who's ever repented knows when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can either say, Lord, forgive me. I should not have done that. That was so evil and wrong. You turn from that. You repent. You're you're sorry from your heart. Or you have the opportunity to sear your conscience and ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. You have a choice to grieve the Holy Spirit or to receive the correction, repent, and turn. 
So that's what Jesus means when he says, I've given her time to repent. The Holy Spirit has come and convicted and he's been grieved and seared and ignored time and time again. So Jesus says in verse 22, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of their ways. So there's suffering that's going to come to those in the church that are eating at Jezebel's table. That is guaranteed. That is right here. We read that in the scripture. Will they be prepared for what's coming? No, because they can't hear the voice of God. Because they're given their hearts to Jezebel. Because they're eating at her table. They're not living a pure and holy life. They're not full of the Holy Spirit. Instead of being so full of the Holy Spirit, where they're bold, they live in purity, they have no compromise. They're the opposite. They sear the Holy Spirit, they grieve him, and they live in immorality. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is still telling him, if you repent in turn, there's always grace for you. Any, There's more than enough grace, grace on grace on grace for those who repent with their heart, their whole heart, and turn to the Lord. So then he goes on to say, I will strike her children dead, which is those who are under her and, te and teaching this to other people. And they're receiving this. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. So once again, God searches the heart. God's not a man where only men see the good things that happen in your life. I mean, let's look at Facebook or Instagram for an example. The Instagram perfect life. Mm -hmm. oh, highlight she's... reel. Yeah. Yes. So the highlight reel. So we literally see that every day in people's lives. It's oh, no one on Facebook is saying, I spanked my kids today because they, they went and they colored on the wall. Like no one's, no one's telling their dirty laundry. Cleaned up poop. I was up to my elbows in poop. You know, yeah, like, like yeah. no one is saying I, I went out to a bar last night and got drunk and cheated on my wife or my husband. I mean, people aren't telling you what's in their heart, right. you know, and by the way, speaking of the heart, Jesus said, if you even look after a woman with lust in your eyes, you've mm -hmm. committed adultery. Mm -hmm. So when we're getting down to the nitty gritty of what Jesus expects from us in holiness and righteousness, he says, even if your eye looks with lust, cut it out. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. What does he mean by that? He means it's better that you walk around with your eyes looking down to the ground than to look around. If, if you have a problem with looking at women in a lustful way, when you walk around the store, don't look around, look down. And also, I want to say this. I'm, I'm going to get into this now because yeah, get into it. here we go. Yeah. So if you're going and putting your eye, putting yourself in a position where there's women walking around in teeny bikinis and thongs, and you're going to the beach with your husband, or maybe you're going to a place that is known for that type of stuff, and you're making your husband come with you to those places, he doesn't have a choice. But when he looks to anywhere, that's what is in his face. Mm -hmm. That's not fair to do to someone. Right. And, and I think we need to be, we need to be more careful in the positions that we put ourselves in as Christians. Mm -hmm. We need to be more aware of where we're going on vacation as a Christian, what yeah. we're seeing, what we're doing, what movies 
we're looking at with our spouse. Come on. We need, it's not fair to put a naked woman in a movie in front of your husband's eyes Mm -hmm. and expect him not to lust after her. Yeah. Come on. I mean, our Jesus looks at the heart, you guys. Yeah. He looks at the heart. Yeah. He he's not and and this is the thing is if you if you struggle with that and you do in that way, I want you to start looking down when you walk. Make it a habit where if there's you're you're driving and there's a girl running down the street, maybe she's just in little things or or a man with no don't look. Yeah. Don't look. Because yeah. Jesus says it's better that your eye be cut out than mm-hmm. for you to look with lust in your heart. Yeah. And so this is the word of the Lord. And you'll see one day, you guys, when you get home to heaven, that every word he wrote is true. And you're held accountable for every word that's in the Bible. You, you don't have an excuse when you stand before the Lord. No one does. There is no justification in heaven. Ask anyone who's been there. They will tell you. There is no justification for your sin and you are accountable for every word that Jesus says. Hmm. And so it is important and we need to start weighing it on the scale as it is the most important thing in, in our life is, is the word and living according to the word. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's so important because yep. the Lord's coming back and he's coming back for a bride. The Bible says without spot or wrinkle, she's been washed in the righteous deeds of the saint, which is right living before God. It doesn't say she's been washed in signs, wonders, and miracles. It doesn't say that she's been washed because she has a microphone and she's preaching evangelism because she saved a hundred thousand souls. It says the righteous deeds. Your character matters to God. The way you treat your family matters to God. The way you love your husband matters to God. The way you love your wife matters to God. The way you love your family that's maybe not easy to love matters to God. The the things you say when the doors are closed matters to God. Mm -hmm. And so we need to start weighing those things because the Lord's coming back. And whether or not we like it, he's put us on the scales. Are we going to measure up? That's up to you. That's up to you. If you're going to measure up, but you need to start examining your heart before the Lord. You need to start reading the word of God in doing what it says. Mm -hmm. And now Jesus says to the church of Thyatira. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira. To you who do not hold to her teachings, which is Jezebel's teachings and have not learned Satan's deep secrets. I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have till I come. So the Bible says we're supposed to occupy till he comes. We're to hold on to every every revelation given to us, every impartation given to us, every vision, every dream, every word, everything the Lord's given to us, hold on to it. Because when the dark times come, the enemy's gonna wanna steal that from you and say, it's hopeless. It's hopeless, but you have to hold on to everything the Lord's given you in the hard times. Don't let anything go. Go back to your dream journal. Reread the dreams from years ago. Go back when you used to write to the Lord. Go back Go back to the messages and the teachers you used to listen to when you first fell in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Remember when everything was amazing and 
the grass was greener and you could witness to everyone, go back, go back. What were you doing during that time where you were so in love with him? Fall in love with him like that again. Fall in love with his word like that again. It's, it's a choice. It's a choice that we have. And the more we boast on the Lord, the more alive our relationship becomes. Talk about Jesus with, with your family, with other people, with friends. Talk about how amazing he is. That'll reignite that fire within you. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. So he goes on to say, to the one who's victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. The one that will rule them, here we go, with an iron scepter and dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I've received authority from my father. So there, we're, we're dashing the idols with that, just like pottery, bam, with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're victorious and we do do his will, you guys. We do do his will. We do love the Lord. And this is what he wants to give to his church. And it says, I will also give that one the morning star. Wow, what a promise, you guys. I'm going to explain what the morning star is in just a second. I will give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the morning star we know in the Bible is Christ. And so we'll receive his character. We'll be made like him. Remember, the Bible talks about we'll all have different shinings, like some like the shinings, the different shinings of the stars and some like the shinings of the moon. It's the glory of God. So when we'll receive the bright and morning star in John 17, Jesus prays this, Father, I pray that you give them the same glory that you've given to me so they may be one just as we are one. And so when the morning star gets given to us, you guys, that is Christ himself. What a beautiful promise that when we're victorious and we overcome the wickedness and the evil, and guys, we don't fold. We stand up. We're courageous. We get full of the spirit. When we're victorious, you guys, the promises that are made to us throughout the seven churches in the book of Revelation, if you haven't read that, I really encourage you to read Christ's letters to the seven churches. Because the promises that Jesus gives us are, I mean, it, it is worth everything. There's no treasure on this earth that could ever be worth that. No, nothing could ever compare to Christ himself being given to us yeah. um, as we are victorious in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> that was really, <laughs> really heavy, but like good heavy. <laughs> really good, man. Um, and then I'm imagining you're reading out of the NIV. Were you just reading out of the NIV? Yeah, I sort of, I try to get a lot of different translations because that Same. way. So I do yeah. that. I think uh, I was just, reading out of just the curious. NIV. Well, cause it matched my word for word. So I was just making Oh, sure. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, for those of you who don't know what the, the letters to the churches, that's revelation chapter two through three. Um, so yeah, it's like the whole, both, both chapters. Um, and it's really good. Yeah. And just so for those of you who are curious about what translation she was reading is the NIV. You guys need to read those. It's just, there's so many promises and I'm not going to sit, come on here and lie to you and say, oh, everything's going to only go up from here and be amazing. And 
I can't come on here with a clean conscience and say that because the Bible says deep darkness covers the earth, deeper darkness covers the people, but the glory of the Lord shall rise upon you. Hmm. And so we know that all throughout Timothy and through um, Thessalonians, first and second Thessalonians, when Jesus talks about his coming, it's not a pretty thing. When Paul talks about in the last days, in like second Timothy and in first and second Thessalonians, Paul talks about the last days. He'll say people will be lovers of themselves. They'll be doing evil things. They'll be dark. They'll be wicked. They'll ignore their families. Like uh, people will have itching ears who only want to hear good words. So we know what the Bible says when, when the la later days are coming upon the earth. And so for, for you to think that there's going to be no level of sacrifice for you, like Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. There is a level of sacrifice, you guys, every day that we willingly give to the Lord. We lay down in sacrifice every day. They used to have to put fresh wood on the altar dry dead wood on the altar um, every day. And so we have to do that. We have to put our dead stuff on the altar every day. We have mm -hmm. to turn to the Lord. The Bible says in John 15, without him, we can do nothing. That he's the vine, we're the branches. And if we're not attached to that, we can do nothing. Yeah. I mean, we have to come to him and know that he is our everything. And when we're full of the Holy Spirit, we have boldness and courage and you read that all throughout Acts as well, like the church in Acts. I mean, what they went through, you guys, and they they overcame, like they fought and they stood up and Paul stood up and Peter stood up. And I mean, they were horribly um, martyred. If you read the stories on how the apostles were martyred, I mean, John was boiled in oil, but they couldn't kill him, which I love, you know, oh, man, that's <laughs> they had so to crazy, exile man. him. So, Jeez. you know, it's. The thing is, is that as, as darkness gets darker, the Lord gives grace to his church and gives the Holy Spirit, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. He pours out his spirit so we can get so full of him that it doesn't matter what comes upon the earth because mm -hmm. we have a heavenly perspective. So we're supposed to look at things above, not things on the earth. And so as we get the snares out of us, we get the hooks out of us, we come up higher, we look at the green light, we look at the go, we keep our eyes on heavenly things. The Lord is with us and he's going to give us grace to overcome. And not only grace, he's going to make us victorious and he's mm -hmm. going to give us a crown. He's going to give us a scepter. He's going to give us the morning star. He's, I mean, he has amazing promises for us as yeah. we seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. So don't be afraid and don't be scared. If you see things coming like, oh, man, that looks pretty bad. You know, that's not good. You know, that's, oh, no, this war, that's not good. Well, let me tell you something. Get your eyes on Jesus and Amen. say, Lord. Give me the faith and the boldness to be an overcomer and start praying that Lord, give me faith, courage, boldness. Let me be an overcomer and guys get into his word every single day, because then you'll know what's coming and you'll know that this is all written out in the word. And if you know the word of God, then you are victorious because that's your sword. That's how you fight. The devil is the word of God. That's mm -hmm. what Jesus used when he was tempted. 
be fought with the word of God. And we still do the same thing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So lots of good things are coming this year, though. I can tell you that there's a new unity in the body. Um, there's going to be a new linking in the body. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of impartation this year. So sit under teachers um, who are catching what God's doing because God's releasing a lot of powerful things to the body um, this year. Also, right. you're going to see new faces emerge, which some of you could be the new faces. This. Oh, yeah. So you never know. Um, but stay in there with God. Stay in the secret place. Don't let the darkness overwhelm you. Um, ask the Lord what he has for you in this season. Seek God. Meditate on his word. Make sure you're in prayer. And sit under teachers that are that are building you up and strengthening you in the word of God. Make mm. sure they're teaching the word of God. You know, that's, yep. that's super that's, important. That's very important. Don't yes. sit under ones that are encouraging. You can go out and party and then come to church on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> just some no. progressive Christian gobbledygook right there. Yeah, um, the people who take apart the word and, and split it up don't. Yeah, our, I mean, a good kind of litmus test is, is this person justifying me in my current state or are they Good. are they they calling me to a higher standard with scripture backing it and that's a really big that's a really big um uh, that's a big deal so yeah. being able to answer that and tell that you'll tell very quickly yeah um, is a big deal i think that's very important yeah so let's let's just begin to pray because the Lord did show me a couple things. I just want to um, pray and release okay. over you guys. Yeah. Father, I thank you so much for all that you're sharing with your body. God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the indwelling of the Spirit of God. Lord, I thank you that your fire comes upon your body to refine us. God, we thank you and we bless you for the fire of God. We thank you, Lord, that as you strip away all things from us, God, we see clearer. Lord, we hear clearer. Lord, we don't want ears that are tickled. We want ears that are unclogged and open to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the yes, church. Lord. Lord, I thank you for the anointings and the grace that you're releasing upon your body in this time. Lord, I thank you for boldness and courage in this time to overcome. Lord, I thank you for the promises in your word. They're yes and amen. Lord, I thank you that we can turn our face to you at any moment of any time and you're there. Lord, I thank you for revealing identity revealing who you are. Jesus, I ask right now that you would reveal yourself to every listener in a deeper way. Jesus, I ask that as they read your living word, they would weep under conviction of your word. Lord, I pray that as they read the word, it would be so marked on them that they would shake under the power of the anointing on your word, Holy Spirit, I pray that they would encounter the living God as they study and meditate the word. Lord, I pray right now that you would release new vision in this new year. You know, we just got into 5783. Lord, release that new vision for this year. Lord, release a new hope, a new courage, a new strength. Lord, raise up your body that they would cry no 
compromise. Lord, let that be the war cry of your bride, that we would not compromise. We would not sit down. We would not shut up. We would speak the truth of your word. We would reveal Jesus. And we, we would reveal to the earth who you really are. Lord, that at any moment, a heart that turns to you in repentance is forgiven and washed in the blood. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you for the indwelling and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it come upon your children, Lord. Let them do great exploits. Father, I pray you would anoint their hands, anoint their mouth, anoint their feet. Lord, I pray your body would rise up to see the fulfillment of who you've called them to be, Lord. I thank you. You're preparing the bride, God. I know you're preparing her. I know. I see what you're doing, Lord. You're coming back for a bride that's pure. Lord, thank you for purifying us and thank you for washing us in the water of your word. And Lord, thank you for your anointing. Lord, thank you for Jeff and his family, his wife. Father, thank you all you're doing through their platform, God. I ask that you continue to strengthen him in the time he feels weak, Lord. That's when he's the strongest. Mm -hmm. Lord, let him catch that revelation right now. Let it be pierced into him, Lord. When he is weak, he is strong in you. Father, I thank you for steadfastness, endurance, strength right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I, I see there's a woman and you you have little kids and they're in elementary school and you feel very hopeless, mm. like you're not seen or you're not known. Uh, you, you feel very alone. And right now, I just want to pray for you that that would be broken off your life because you have one that sticks closer than a brother. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I break that hope deferred in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak new hope right now into your spirit, man. Lord, release that new hope right now in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord, release it now in Jesus' name. We break off all those lies, those feelings of hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that she would be linked with a community of other believers. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. So when you're in that position, the Lord says you have to step out. So he will do his part, but you have to do your part as well. So go by the unction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's places he wants to bring you. There's churches he wants to bring groups. He wants to bring people into your life, but you have to let people love you. The Lord will do his part and you do your part. You just say yes. You just open up your heart. You let all the hurt of the past, all the loneliness, just give that to God right now. Just lay that at his feet right now. And as he does his part, you will do your part. And there's a season coming for you that is full of joy. The Lord's restoring the joy of your salvation in this season as you say yes. And as you're led by the spirit of the living God, Father, I thank you for that right now. In Jesus' mm -hmm. mighty name, someone's neck right now is being healed. Just begin to move your neck side to side. Father, I thank you. Release the healing anointing right now into that neck. All pain goes in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, thank you for the anointing. 
Whoa, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. I see uh, even a, a impartation right now for those of you who feel like you've been really struggling with having children. Right now, Lord, I just release that into their wombs right now. New faith for children right now. Just release it into their wombs. Those who felt burdened down and um, got into unbelief right now, we break that unbelief in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you that they will laugh with joy at the latter days. Lord, I thank you for opening wombs right now in Jesus' mighty name. We speak the seeds right now coming from heaven. Lord, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Belief to believe again. Belief right now coming to you to believe again for that. Lord, thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Mm-hmm. I see someone in the realm of the spirit. It's a man. You feel like you've been chopping a tree. Like this is a spiritual thing. Like you've been hitting an axe at the roots and the axe is dull, like the tree does not want to chop. And I just see this dull axe and you're doing what you can do. The Lord's showing me you're doing what you can do, but the axe is not sharp. So it's nothing is happening. And it's the revelation of the word that's missing in your life. It's the sharpening of the axe. It's iron sharpens iron. It's the word of God sharpening you. So Father, right now, I just release to this man new revelation right now holy spirit breathe upon the word as he reads it highlight the word as he reads it right now sharpen his axe right now in the realm of the spirit so that as he chops down those dead things in his life the word will work in his life god as he catches the revelation of the meaning of the word holy spirit illuminate it right now we ask lord the the spirit of wisdom and revelation would illuminate his spirit. Let it go right now, right now. Thank you, God. Yeah, right there. Thank you, God. Mm. Receive that right now. The light of God illuminating right now in your spirit, man. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're our teacher, that you're our guide and you're our helper. And Lord, we rely on you fully for everything we need. So Father, I thank you right now, releasing that in Jesus' name. I see people like feeling like they're underwater, like you're just, you are, you're bogged down, you're under this water, you feel submerged in a place you don't want to be in. And it's almost like I see this car underwater. So a lot of times I see pictures, I don't, I, I don't know the full, if that was an actual thing that had happened. Or if this is uh, your car represents ministry in the realm of the spirit where you can just feel like your ministry is underwater. So right now, Lord, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that whosoever that's for, they know it's for them and they'll receive it right now. The Lord does not want you to feel like you've, you're submerged. And instead mm-hmm. of the weight, yes, Lord, instead of the weight of the water of heaviness, it's going to feel the weight of the water of the spirit because water represents the spirit. So father, I thank you for changing that heaviness right now. Lord, thank you for changing the heaviness of the weight of the water into spirit and life. Lord, release that into them right now in this season, new life, new life, new life, 
new life right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, let the Spirit come. Yes, right now, Father, thank you. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you right now. Just yield, just yield. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for baptizing them fresh with an anointing, with your presence, with your power. Right now, rekindling that fire that's gone out from the weight of the water. Father, I thank you right now that the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit would go forth right now. Touch them, God, right now with your glory. Stir that fire right now. Rekindle that love right now in Jesus' name. Lord, baptize them fresh with the Holy Spirit and fire. Just begin to pray in tongues if that's you. Let that cork just pop right now in Jesus' name. Let it flood your being right now. Let the rivers of living water begin to flood you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, yes, yes. Speak forth right now in Jesus' name. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just receive that right now. If you haven't received your your prayer language right now, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you begin to baptize them right now that it's a free gift. The Bible says it's a free gift. So just begin to open your mouth by faith. Let that word bubble up inside of you. Let that come up and out of you in Jesus' name. Lord, I loose their tongues right now. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for baptizing fresh right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Fill, fill, fill in Jesus' mighty name. I see the river of God flooding over many of you right now in the realm of the spirit. Just get down right now if you can, if you're able to. Just lay on the floor, lay before the Lord, lay at his feet. I see the river of God going into homes right now, washing. There's a fresh washing over people right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fresh washing right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fresh Yeah, I see the river of God right now. Yeah, some of you will feel it. You'll begin to feel it on your legs, almost like a cool type of breeze. You're you're sensing with your spirit, man, right now. That's God's river. That's his life that flows from his very throne. Thank you, God, for the rivers of living water. Yes, Lord, let it bring refreshing to our spirits in this new year, God. Let us be refreshed in your goodness and your love, Jesus. Let us be refreshed, Lord. Refresh us, God, in your Mm. beautiful presence. Jesus, reveal who you really are to us. Let us be baptized in your love. Father, we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just receive that right now. Just receive that right now. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, God. Yeah, some of you haven't laughed in a really long time. And there's a breaker in the laugh because joy is like medicine. 
it heals your soul. So Holy Spirit, thank you for the joy of the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yes, you're like medicine, Holy Spirit, to our beings, to our soul. Yes, Lord, let us prosper as our soul prospers, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I got an image of somebody, um, you were given a pizza and then you took all the toppings and you ripped them off and then you covered it with rotten fish heads, um, which wow. is disgusting. And then you ate it, you forced yourself to eat it. And there is, I feel like this could possibly be for more than one person, but you're being given things from the Lord that are actually good things. And you're denying your yourself them. You're 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 basically taking them and making them these unappetizing things because you think it's wrong to take these things, and actually from the Lord. And you don't realize they're from the Lord. Um, and so, God, I just you know who you are, and this is going to make a lot more sense to you than it does to me. Uh, but God, I I just pray for a um, God just an overdose of joy in their lives. Um, God, that you would open their eyes to the things that you're actually giving to them in this season that are actually good things. And what happens when you eat pizza, really good pizza, you get full and, and, and it's usually shared with other people and it's this fun, fun time. And, um, and so God, that you would just reveal to them the areas of their lives that they've been too staunch in that, that you're actually wanting to bring more freedom and more joy into these areas of their lives. And so you would just reveal this to them now in Jesus' name. And I'm seeing too where people feel really stuck. And the Lord, the, the image the Lord showed me was a, like a can opener getting stuck where if you've ever tried to open a can and it just kind of keeps swirling and won't open, it's the mm. most frustrating <laughs> thing. And you feel like you've gotten stuck and you're saying, I've done all the things that Kelsey has said. I've prayed, I've fasted, I read my Bible, I'm just stuck, I'm not moving forward. Right now, Father, by your spirit, I pray that that breaks right now, that break of delay that the enemy has brought against them right now to keep them in a small place. Right now, break that can open, Lord, by mm. your fist. Come yes. and pound that thing open right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Lord, I thank you that they move forward, that they keep their eyes on the green light. And Lord, the next season that's coming is breakthrough and they feel so beat down because something is coming. And Father, I thank you right now for breaking that delay on their lives where they feel stuck. Lord, unstick them by your Holy Spirit, by the leading of your spirit, God, by the freshness and renewing of your presence. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for that in Jesus' name, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. I see someone putting a key in a door and the key, they turn it and the key broke. And so the Lord's saying to you, you're trying to open the doors yourself. You have the key and you're going, okay, I'm going to stick it in the door and I'm going to open it myself. And the key broke because the timing was wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering why 
nothing is working out. God's given you blueprints and you're like, why is this not working? And it's because the timing is not right. So the key is broken. So Lord, I ask that you would release fresh insight and a fresh grace to wait because we need grace to wait, Lord, because we want to go. And so Lord, let the waiting season be upon them, but let them wait through it with grace. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray that in the waiting season, they would find such contentment and rest that they wouldn't want to leave when it was over. Because in the waiting, we see your face, Jesus. So I just pray that the struggle and the worry of that door just right now be removed. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that they would see you clearly, Lord. And that they even right now, if that's you, just take a deep breath. Just let that go. Just let that door go. Let it go. It's not the right season. And Father, I thank you that they can rest in you. They can wait with you. And that in your perfect time, the door will open, Lord, and you will put the key in. Lord, you hold the keys. You hold the keys of David, not us. You hold the keys, Lord. And so I pray at the right time that door be open. But Lord, let the grace come upon them right now for resting and waiting and seeing you and seeking you and eating from your table and communing with you. Lord, let it be the sweetest season that they're missing out on because of the anxiety and worry. Lord, let it be the sweetest season that they would never want to leave in mm. Jesus' name. And I just want to pray for illumination right now. Father, I just pray that you would um, brighten up the places that seem dim, that there seems like there's a fog or a dim with your writing. Lord, I pray right now that by the light of your spirit, that it would be illuminated, that there would be a fresh insight, foresight, and knowledge that God, she would begin to see creative um, things, new things for writing. Lord, I pray right now that you would begin to show her even within the next series of writings, that'll be kind of a seer. I, I don't know why I'm seeing this like a series of stories of writings. Father, right now, release that into her spirit where she's felt yes, like, Lord. oh, it seems kind of dark in days. What am I going to write on? What am I going to say? Lord, release that new series right now in the realm of the spirit. And Father, as she sits down to write, let it flow. She has the pen of a ready writer. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Right now, in Jesus' name, out of her spirit, Father, I thank you for a creative anointing upon her as she writes. Father, thank you. Yes, you've blessed her hands to write, Lord. You've blessed her mind to be very poetic and very creative. The Holy Spirit loves to speak through you. So, Father, I thank you for that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Should I have a son, Dana, Kiana?
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's such refreshing in his presence, you guys. Oh my goodness. It's amazing how when we sit here and just do this all together, how the things that seem so important, they just, they're gone. And it's Mm -hmm. like all the things just, they, we talked about snares you know, when we get into this place where we keep our eyes just focused on Jesus, those things can't stay on you because you're now, you're focused on him now. You're, you ha- you're, you're getting touched by the Holy Spirit. Those, those things just lift. I mean, you don't need a, a counseling appointment. You need a, you need a one-on-one with the Lord. You know, you don't need a venting session with your best friend on the phone. You need this. This is what we need. This is this is what we need to overcome. We need we need to be with him. Mm. Amen. Yes, to that. It's the best. I agree. It is the best. <sighs> okay, Kelsey. <laughs> I think we went through all my notes. We didn't really do the notes. I told you. Yeah, I was gonna say, did we even do the notes? No, I think we no. just totally freestyled straight up. Yeah, this was, this was, yeah, mostly I, I, maybe 20% of the notes. But. Okay. Yeah. Illumination says some of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kelsey, how can people uh, obviously tell people how they can follow you, but then tell people how they can watch torch carriers. Yes. So you can follow me on Facebook. Um, they, Marriage of the Lamb Ministries or Kelsey. Most I post under Kelsey O'Malley, but Marriage of the Lamb Ministries, I kind of keep you updated if I'm doing anything there. Um, but yeah, you can catch Torch Carriers on ISN, which is a little orange app. If you go to the app store and type in ISN, it's it's Supernatural Network. It's a little orange box that has ISN in it. You can download that. And then you can get a link to the Torch Carriers episode, or you can go to Rumble, click that link, and it will take you to all the episodes of the shows. And you can kind of just pick and choose which one you feel the Lord's speaking to you through, or, you know, and or also watch I all have, of them. Yeah, watch all, then watch all of them. No, I mean, be led by the Lord which episode to watch because they're very, they're very led of God. So I know it will, it will really touch you. And then I have a podcast um, called Treasures from Heaven, that's and that's on any podcast streaming platform. You can search for that, Treasures from Heaven, and I have amazing guests on that podcast. So 
all the people that come on to It's Supernatural, they come on with me and do that podcast while they're there. So it's like all the really amazing people that God brings to um, It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. I get to also visit with them. And mm-hmm. some of, I mean, the podcasts are really like they're deep. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah, they they're really, um, I've had a lot of testimonies come in from the podcast. So if you're looking for another podcast besides Elijah Fire, head <laughs> on and look for Treasures from Heaven. And, you'll be blessed. and the link is in the description. Yeah. I listened to the one with James Gall. That was awesome. And then I feel like I listened to another one. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but I love, I, I love James Gall. I think he's great. So he is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. Awesome, Kelsey. Well, thank you so much. I love, um, you know, how on board you are with just letting the the spirit lead. And I think that that's something that's evident just in every episode you do that you and I do together is is that um, because I know that I'm about that, too. And it's always fun to see how each episode of Elijah Fire with each guest is very different and unique. And that's what I'm about because we're unique and different in how God made us. And that's something yes. that we all have strengths and, um, and the ways that God wants us to shine in. And so I just, yeah, I just love that. I, I was so like, just, it's just so fun to see that play. I was thinking about that and, and talking to the Lord about that while we were doing that ministry time thing. I was just like, man, it's like, there's not a whole lot of shows that do this and I'm not tooting my own horn. It really is just like letting God do what he does. Right. Like, yeah. so, cause I don't, I just don't want to get into like a cookie cutter format. That's so boring. So I know just letting the Holy spirit lead is always the best. Cause you never, you never know what God wants to do and he'll show up in amazing ways that you could never, you couldn't do it on your own without the yeah. Lord. I mean, right. if the Lord doesn't show up, it's like, it's horrible. It's so dead and dry. Like, I mean, that's the thing about about media. Like, there are so many shows that, you know, God's God's getting rid of all that where it's just, hi, da-da-da. And it's it's not the Lord at all. It's just this Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, God wants to touch you guys. God Mm -hmm. wants to make himself real to you. God wants the Holy Spirit to use every avenue to come in and wreck your life for him and change it for the glory of God, every single outlet he can possibly use, he wants to take advantage of and use for his glory. That's so right. That's right. it's amazing, Jeff, how you let us just do it. Well, it's just more just stepping out of the way. That's really what, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. So, um, okay. Um, I think that's it. Everybody having a, this a show. So if you want to go back and do a replay of that Holy Spirit time, I would encourage you to do that. Why not? If you want to spend more time with the Lord and you feel like you want to kind of get back in this, um, you know, with with Kelsey and myself, you can rewind or you when you're done with this, you can just lay prostrate on the ground, um, you know, before the Lord. Uh, But I would encourage if you feel like God's still doing something in you right now, I would encourage you to just don't don't go and do something else. If you've got time stop what you're doing and continue forward with that because that's that's what matters so join us on wednesday we've got troy black back so that's going to be uh october i almost said december october 5th 
And then Friday, we've got Andrew Whalen back with his wife, Kelly. I've been trying to get both of them on. And because I'm saying I'm only I don't normally announce the whole week, but it's because Kelsey recommended she's like, you should have your wife on there. So Lauren is going to be joining us with Andrew and Kelly. So it's going to be it's going to be a double date uh, with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, So that's going to be great. So tune in. It's going to be an action packed week. Um, So join us on Wednesday with Troy Black at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And we will see you guys then. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.